Hey Bucks fans, Brent Allen, your host here. Welcome to the Instant Cast for the Rams at the Bucks game for the 2016 season. And uh, yeah, so what'd you guys think? Hmm? What did you think? For me right now, it's about 8 o'clock in the morning on Monday. And I know you may be thinking that's not very much of an Instant Cast. Uh, I actually didn't get to start watching the game till. Probably about 11 o'clock last night, maybe 10.30 or so. Um, I uh, I was traveling a lot of the day on Sunday. Um, for my work, I, I travel. Uh, and I had a big show on Saturday night uh, that went really late. And so uh, Sunday was actually a, a travel day and I uh, had some delays and different things like that. So I didn't get home until pretty late. And, uh, well, you know. Uh, got to watch the game last night and I thought about doing this instant cast right after the game, but I was so tired. I was so tired. And so, uh, let's just say this. I was not amped up by that game. I was, I was not energized by that game. So, uh, I had to go to bed and here I am in the morning and it's still fresh for me. This game is still, uh, it's still fresh. And so let's talk about it. Um, and now, just, for those of you who are new to the podcast, the Instant Cast is uh, this is where I really just kind of get to share my immediate thoughts coming out of the game, and it's a little bit shorter than what our main episode is going to be. Well, that'll come out later this week. Um, but I've not done any uh, press conference watches. I've not read any articles. I've not, um, you know, just trying to keep the integrity of of what the Instant Cast is. So these are. These are all purely my thoughts. These are not uh, influenced by other people. Um, so, yeah. Um, you know, coming off the Arizona game, uh, let's start there. Um, coming off the Arizona game, uh, the title of last week's episode was Recover, 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 because that's what the Bucks needed to do. We've talked about it a lot this offseason and about the culture of this team where we have a tendency to not be able to recover. Something bad happens. It, it Something just thwacks us, and and we have a tendency, you know, whether it's a bad play, maybe it's a missed kick, maybe it's a really bad shellacking of a game. Usually those don't, um, uh, oddly, those don't tend to carry over too ter- terribly far, but there, there's, there's just, you know, maybe it's a missed catch. There's there's a play or two in the game where the momentum of the entire game just swings and and stalls out the Bucks and I saw that a handful of times today and and the Bucks I, I don't this team has to crack the culture they have to crack the culture um, they have to do it now I I will go ahead and say this uh, I. I knew going into the game that there was a big rain delay um, just because some stuff had come over my phone. Uh, I I was on a social media blackout for me personally, but there's things that go straight to my phone, um, little messages. And so I I did see that the game was on a, on a rain delay and um, someone had, had had mentioned uh, 10 point lead seeming so long ago. So I kind of was going, Oh, rain, rain delay with two minutes left in the game. And uh, 10 point lead blown. Um, so I, I knew something was off and then I did see something where coach cutter had said after the game that there's a culture issue here around the bucks. 
Now, if you've been listening to PeterCast for any amount of time, you'll know that we have been talking about that since episode one. Since episode one, we've been talking. In fact, episode number two was titled Losing a Losing Culture. And and by the way, if you've not listened to that, uh, I would as soon as this podcast is over, stop it right now. Pause this podcast right now. Go down in the feed. Listen to Losing a Losing Culture. In fact, I may listen to it later today just to give myself a refresher on exactly everything that that, that I said there. However, I'm not going to do that right now. Uh, but we have to lose this losing culture. It takes time. It really does, Bucks fans. Changing a culture is hard business because that is turning an entire ship. Okay, And I'll tell you guys this right now. And and people can disagree with me. Other Bucks podcasters can disagree with me. Bucks podcasters that that I have nothing but the utmost respect, I think, will probably disagree with me. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the Buccaneers do not have a talent problem. You guys hear me? We don't have a talent problem. We have fantastic talent on this team. We've got great coaching on this team. We have fantastic coaching. We have a great general. We have probably the best general manager this team has ever seen. And you can say what you will about the Glazers. We have pretty decent owners. Now, they're not loud. They're not boisterous. They're not outspoken. And, yeah, sure, we've gone through this run of head coaches over the last seven, eight years that is ridiculous. There's no reason to to have to go through that. And we do not need to be going through another head coach here in another year. That is stupid. We we cannot do that. But we have decent owners. They're willing to spend money. They're willing to, to pay players to come here and play. They're willing to do what we need to do. Um, and the, by the way, the fact that they do get rid of, co- uh, of these coaches to get somebody else in here... Um, you could argue that those are brash reactions, and maybe sometimes they are, but um, but they're they're for the betterment of the team. They're they're not willing to just allow the team to wallow in misery. They're they're looking for the right person to pull us out of this this culture, out of this muck, out of this yuck. They found Tony Junji, who helped pull us out. Now, why they ever got rid of Dungey and pulled in Gruden, I'm not sure. I was only around, I was only a Bucks fan for maybe, well, no, yeah, I was a Bucks fan for about four years under under Dungy, maybe five years under Dungy's uh, leadership. I, I never understood. I think with a lot of you guys, we just didn't understand it. I know they wanted a, a Super Bowl win, and that was kind of the reason they gave. And you know what? Gruden, Gruden was a great coach to bring in. He really was. But as soon as that Super Bowl went down, you know, we just kind of went on this roller coaster of mediocrity under Gruden and since Gruden we've sucked this team has been horrible the, I, I think I heard a stat the other day that said that we've only won 17 games since John Gruden was the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers y'all we fired John Gruden what was it 2008 so eight years eight years and we've won 17 games are you serious what is that the, what the, it, that's two games a year. We're averaging two games a year. Now that can't be right. That can't be right. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe if you divide it by seven, maybe it's been seven years. You can't count this year, right? Okay. That's still, that's a little more than two games a year. Like, 
Oh, my word. Oh, my freaking word. Okay, let's talk about this game. Bucks go out. Ram, Rams coming in. Rams are, you know, they're hungry. They're hungry for a win. And we saw some great stuff. I, I, I have to, I, I, let's give credit where credit's due. We saw some good stuff in this game. We, we saw some, now that, that opening touchdown that the Rams got where Werner got beat. I mean, he got Werner, Werner had, had bubble gum on the bottom of his shoes. I don't know what was going on. He just got beat. Absolutely beat. Um, Charles Sims comes in, you know, the, the, the offense comes in and here's the thing. I have, I have vocally said that I'm worried about Charles Sims, Charles. And we, a lot of people have said this, Charles Sims is not Doug Martin. Charles Sims is not going to be able to run the way Doug Martin runs. And you know what? I thought Charles Sims had a nice game. I, the number of times I'm sitting on the couch and go, Chuck, I, he had a good game. He was he was breaking tackles. He was hitting the hole. He was he was finding ways to get around guys. Now he certainly is still not a Doug Martin. But you know Charles, you know, and I had this thought. You know, Doug Martin's like a he's not quite a three down back. Doug Martin's like a one two down back, right? And then we bring in Chuck for the third down. Charles Sims, I thought, did a good job being a three down back. I thought he I, I thought he did great. I it, okay, not great. I thought he did pretty damn good. I, I really thought he did pretty good. Um, and, and then they come out and then Quan gets a pick six just, and, and it's hard to even, even fathom it. I went back. I probably watched that play. I don't know, three times. And, and Quan didn't move from the snap of the ball. Quan just stayed with his, his feet planted. The play developed literally around him. And then he just watched it and he moseyed. He, he just, he moseyed in front of the ball and caught it and took it in the end zone for a touchdown. Now I'm going to tell you guys this, and this is absolute truth. When the defense starts scoring points, I've said this, when the defense starts scoring points, look out because we will be a contender team. Now here, you can say what you want to say about this game all day long, Bucks fans. We competed this game. Now I'll tell you what we didn't do is we were not consistent this game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were not they didn't play with the same intensity all game all game long. They took really they took off the third quarter. Is what I thought. They they took off the entire third quarter. Um maybe the last little bit of the second quarter, but they they took off an entire quarter. They only played 45 minutes of football. They did not play 60 minutes of football. And and this team was inconsistent with their intensity throughout the game. But this was a great moment. Great, great time. You know, Quan had really a down week last week. Really just a just a down week. And he came back roaring. And this is why Quan Alexander is one of our better players. And it makes me say this again. We don't have a talent problem on this team, fans. It's not a talent problem. This is a culture problem. And then Aguayo goes out and misses a kick. Misses the, the extra freaking point. Now, I'm going to say this one. I'm going to say this loudly. Hashtag I'm with 19. But what the buck? All right, this is this is a clean podcast. I can't I can't cuss. What the buck? I might be taking Derek Fournier's podcast name in vain here. But what the buck? Seriously. Seriously. Aguayo. Okay, listen, son. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I have been a, a your biggest supporter. Since since the moment you were drafted, I've been one of your biggest supporters. But 
man, you got to make those. And then you missed a field goal later on. You got you, you to gotta get your head, head clear. You have to. There are some who will tell you that this game, this game switched on the kicks. If we get those four points back, the field goal and the extra point, and it changes plays that we call later in the game. We're not calling for two-point conversions all the time. We're not calling for touchdowns having to go forward. We're actually going to get the field goal. You've, you've got to have your kicks consistent. And, and, and hey, listen, this is his rookie year. We can look at stats all day long. And we can show how the best kickers in the NFL had really crappy first years, had had not great first years. So that's why I'm going to still ride the hashtag. I'm riding. I'm with 19. But what the buck, dude? You got to get it. You, you just keep working on it. And I'm not saying anything that Robert, Roberto Aguayo is not saying to himself. I'm not saying anything that, that, that Roberto Aguayo's coaches aren't saying to him. But he's, he's got to get it worked out. Now, I'll say it, uh, Roberto Aguayo kind of made up for it on the next play. Um, where where they had the kickoff and the guy ran it back for like 40 yards and Roberto Aguayo was the one who wound up making that tackle. Now, I don't know why he got 40 yards back in the first place. I don't know why I don't know why he was even that close to Roberto Aguayo for Roberto Aguayo to make that tackle. But Roberto Aguayo did stop him. He did get the tackle. So good on him. Um uh and and then Levante, let's talk about Levante on on defense. Uh, I thought he looked, you know, coming off of a week where he didn't even hit the stat board. Um, he had a had a bunch of tackles. I saw he had. Uh, he, he, I just thought he looked great. He had a big sack right there. Um, so yay for him. And then, and then coming back with the offense, you know what they did was they moved into their no huddle, and this offense looks great. And their no huddle, there's just, there's a rhythm they get into. There's I I don't I don't know exactly what all I can call it, but the 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 no huddle for this team works. And I'm not saying we should turn into Chip Kelly's offense. I'm not saying that at all. But it seems to work. It gets us out of out of out of a deal. Now now we can talk about a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh Jack Quiz. I want to talk about Jack Quiz for a minute. You know, Jack Quiz Rogers comes in, he gets five consecutive touches. One, two, three, four, five. And he gets two first downs out of it. That is fantastic. Fantastic. I loved seeing that come in. Cam Brake got got a big uh, touchdown on two passes. Uh, who needs ASJ? Now, hey, listen, fans, hang on because we're going to talk about ASJ, I think, in the main episode. I was going to do a bonus content episode, um, but I think I'm going to save him for the main episode. We're, we're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about that situation. But I, my, my note that I had when I saw that was who needs ASJ? Who needs him? I don't know. Um, you know, Gerald McCoy comes up big in the second quarter. Um, you know what I loved about Gerald McCoy? And you can say people can can blast him all at once. You know, and I say this. Gerald McCoy gets double teamed all the time, and it's hard to do anything when you're getting double teamed all the time. He's the guy that, that other coaches game plan for, especially with Robert Ayers out. They're still still game planning, and you know what? There there was there was a big stop on third third down when GMAC just said, "I don't care if I'm getting double teamed, I'm getting through." And he turned his shoulders ninety degrees, and he busted through the double team, and and came up with the stop. Okay, that's the kind of intensity we're looking for, Bucks fans. That's the kind of intensity we need to see them playing every single uh, play of the game. We have to see it. 
Uh, Will Golston, I want to talk about him. Will Golston is a guy that a lot of people are down on. You know, they kind of give him this kind of mediocre status, but I got to tell you, I like the guy. I really, you know, he had a couple really nice plays. He had a couple stops. He had a couple tackles. Um, he got in the backfield a few times this game, and I really liked him. Now, can I tell you somebody that I'm not very high on right now? And that's a guy that I share my own personal name with, Brent Brent Grimes. I, I'm liking him. I, I'm I'm less and less and less impressed with him as the season goes on. I was super impressed with him through training camp, watching him there. But I am less than impressed with him as the as the as the season goes on. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And, and third quarter, the Bucks they they took off the quarter. They just didn't play. Just didn't play. That's that's all it was. Now the fourth quarter came out, and I'm looking at my notes, and I had more notes for the fourth quarter than I do any other quarter. And I'm not going to read them all to you. That's that's not what we're here for. But um, I tell you what, the fourth quarter, you know, so we go into the fourth quarter and we're we're down. We lost a ten point lead. They they came back with twenty. We lost a ten point lead and went down. What was it? Eleven points? I think it was. We went down eleven points by the end of the third quarter, and and so now we're down. And you know, you know what the fourth quarter showed me. Okay, fans, let's let's talk about this because this is good. The Bucks fans have the the Bucks team has tenacity. They fought, they scrapped, they came back, they got themselves into good position. The on a on a kickoff, they went down there, they trusted their defense. The defense put them into a good position for the offense to come back and score to to end out the game. Rain delay notwithstanding, yeah, I'm not going to blame that at all. You can't blame the rain delay. Now it might have it might have halted some momentum, and that's probably very true. You know, and we went in, we got into two situations, fans, where we were what was it about five points down? I guess maybe six points down, and in both of those situations, we wound up having to go for two point conversions, and you know, and that made a whole lot of sense, right? Because if you go for the extra kick, then you're four points down, which means you have to go for a touchdown. If you if you if you go for the two point conversion and you miss it, then you're down five points and you still have to go for the touchdown. So whether you whether you miss it or you, whether you miss it or not, uh, it doesn't affect you because you still have to have a touchdown. If you get it, then all you need is a field goal. So it, it was a, it was a good decision on each t- each time for them to go for the two point conversion. Um, why we couldn't convert either time, I don't know. And and that's going to bring us to Jameis. Now, guys, listen, I'll tell you what. Jameis, there were times when Jameis was really good today. And there were times when Jameis was not good today. He was not consistent. And I've, I've seen a handful of people saying, if you blame this game on Jameis, you're part of the problem. And let me tell you what. I, I'm going to say that I'm not going to blame this game on Jameis. But Jameis holds a lot of responsibility for this, for this game. Now he did, he had some really good spots. He had some really good spots. Uh really good plays. But he was a part of this problem. Um and and in that last play and I, the 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 very last play, Jameis has the ball. The lane is clear. Now I've not seen the all 22. I don't know what was just out of out of view of the camera shot, but the lane was clear. Jameis could have could have trotted it in as far as we could tell into the end zone. And he didn't. He just kind of jogged. He slowly, slowly walked. Jameis didn't come up with the big play that Jameis is famous for. The famous Jameis, he didn't come up with that big play. That's on him. 
And and I'll tell you what it was, is Jameis is too worried at this point. He's too worried about getting other guys a chance to make a play. Now listen, getting getting guys opportunities to do things is it's all well and fine, but when the game is on the line, you have to tuck the ball and run. You make the play. You tuck the ball, you run, you make the play. When the game's on the line, it's on you. You're our star. Jameis is the star of this team. And he has to make that play. That's on him. That's on him. So, guys, here's the thing. Missed kicks cost us this game. This is the importance of having a clutch guy. And you know what? It's okay to give Roberto Aguayo a little bit of time, you know, to to make these. Because we can we can look at the... We can look at the statistics of great kickers, and they don't have; they tend to not have great first years. They have mediocre first years. Okay, let's let Aguayo have a mediocre first year. But this just goes to show us the importance of having a clutch kicker. We have to have one. Um, Jameis cost us this game. He cost us this game by trying to give people too many chances. Why he he went to Vincent Jackson what three, four, five times in a row, and Vincent Jackson couldn't come up with the ball. I think he caught it once. I mean, yay, V-Jax caught the ball, yay. But he kept going to Vincent Jackson several times in a row when the game was on the line. Now, that would have been huge for V-Jax to, to get a catch in the end zone when the game's on the line, build his confidence back up. That's great. That's fine. I don't give a flying rip about Vincent Jackson's confidence when it comes to winning and losing the game. All right, you do that in the middle of the game when you've got time to do other stuff. You don't do that when you come down here to the end. You put it to the person who, who you know is going to catch it, or you take it in your damn self. That's what you do. You stop going to VJX. You have to do it. Jameis did not have his best fight, his best night. He just didn't. I think the defense cost us this game by allowing the other team to come back. Uh, we had We had a good 10-point lead. Defense cost us the game by allowing the other team to come back. Now, defense also did some great stuff. Defense put six points on the board tonight. It's hard to be mad at them for anything. Offense cost us the game by not coming out and getting the rest of the points. Now, the offense also came back. I mean, you you guys understand, we were we were one play. One play away from winning this game. One play. So, here's kind of some final thoughts as I wrap up this instant cast. I love the fight. I hate the outcome. Shouldn't have gotten into this position in the first place. We should have we should have ran up the score on these guys. They should have they should have been left down. Um if Cutter is talking about culture and trying to overcome it, I'm going to tell you guys it's about culture. We don't have a talent problem on this team. We have a culture problem on this team. And and I don't care who you are. I don't care how good of an individual player you are. If you're carrying bad talent on the or bad culture into this team, then you have to go. This game was an ebb and flow. We didn't play with the same intensity. We played 45 minutes of football, not 60. I'll say this. This is the game we should have played in Arizona last week. 100%. This is what we should have seen in Arizona last week, the scrappiness. There's a, they, These guys have some good fight in them. Don't, don't get me wrong. They have some really good. They got some grit. They got some fight. Good teams, cultures of winning, find a way to pull out the win. And that's what this team still has to figure out. Listen, fans, we knew Cutter wasn't going to write this ship in a single year. I think we all kind of hoped for it, but it's going to take longer than a single year to write this ship. So, um, so yeah. Well, fans, that's going to do it for me for this instant cast. Uh, those are just kind of some of my thoughts. Those are some some of the raw thoughts. They're not they're not super polished at all. 
Um, be on the lookout for our main episode coming up later this week. That'll be episode 13, where we'll dive into the game a little bit more. We'll dive into the into the the offense, the defense, special teams. Uh, we'll have a brand new top three coming out for you, maybe top five. And uh, we're going to talk a lot about Austin Sperry and Jenkins and that whole role and culture. I think this one's going to be a great episode for culture. So you guys stay tuned. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, go Bucks. Get back at it. Take it easy, Bucks fans.